I love Westridge um, so much because of the community that um, it is. For me, Westridge represents so many things. Um, probably the biggest thing for me is just encourage. We were drawn immediately. I was the first one to bring the family in. And after coming the first week, I told my husband, you gotta come to church. I have been here since almost the beginning. And um, have brought my children, uh, brought my husband, got married here, my daughter got married here. We love Westridge because uh, when we first came here, the music was awesome. We were invited to attend this church and we felt very welcome and accepted, uh, even though our English wasn't very good. Uh, Westridge just embraced me and my family. They reached out to me. And they were there, they showed up, they helped support me and my family just along the way. Not only did we start coming, but we had our immediate family start coming, my siblings come, his siblings have come. For us, that's huge, and it has really made a difference and made our family more complete. We feel thankful because we found a place where we feel um, we're tenants. They reach out to people who need a home. We were kind of in limbo as far as where we wanted to go for a church, and we were checking churches out, and we were, we walked in the doors and just went, wow. Amen. Embrace is probably such a great word because it really represents who Westridge is. It encouraged us to uh, continue to come back and build those relationships and, and even, uh, you know, even work on our faith. We have just uh, been a part of a great community. The people here are just wonderful, loving, encouraging. Anything that you face, you're definitely have somebody to hang on to and willing to give to others. Just very grateful. It's a great place. I've been able to. Uh, it's been it's been a church that my whole family has been able to attend and, and get close to and get reconnected with God. So uh, we're very grateful for Westridge. When we joined here, it was one of our biggest things was to um, become part of the community, and we've really been able to do that here, um, really making um, growth in our faith, and uh, it's been great. Thumbs up. <laughs> Brother, it's uh, good to have Eric Goodman back in the house with us. Eric uh, served with us as a volunteer for five years or so and worked with me and my company and we're close friends and uh, always great to have him back home. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying uh, the 20 year celebration stuff that we're doing here. Uh, we call it the month of fun. So I think that um, next up is Gospel Whiskey Runners on Saturday. So make sure you get your tickets. They are an absolutely incredible band. Uh, they'll be playing right here Saturday night, so you can get uh, tickets to that. Um, we are in the middle of a series entitled uh, Never Church as Usual, as we've been looking at some of the lessons that we've learned uh, as a church over the last 20 years that may, has made us into the church that we are today. And this morning, we're going to discuss what it looks like to have and achieve authentic community. When we um, talk about Westridge as being never church as usual, and you hear that a lot around here, um, we're really talking about getting rid of as much of the man-made-up stuff as possible, if that's even a phrase, 
and getting rid of the ego and getting rid of the church politics that we feel like have no place in the church and really getting back to the biblical model of how the church was intended to be from the very beginning, the way that God set it out. And the passage that probably gives us uh, the best glimpse into what that looks like more than anything else is found in uh, the book of Acts chapter 2 because it tells the story of those very first days of what it was like when the church started. And so from the book of Acts chapter 2, it says all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and a fellowship and a sharing in meals and prayer. And there was this intense sense of togetherness among all who believed. They shared all their material possessions for the benefit of others in the community, and they used the money to help everyone in need. They met in each other's homes. They broke bread. They shared meals with joyful and generous hearts, all the while praising God and enjoying being in a community with each other. That is a beautiful picture of the church, isn't it? I mean, that makes me want to be part of something that is of God like that. And somewhere down the road, as the church evolved, we've just gotten away from that. And our vision for Westridge is that we want to keep bringing it back to the original design of the way God designed the church to be. And and when you look at this passage, you see the church is in complete harmony, right? Nobody's in it for themselves, but instead they are in it for each other. But the thing that really strikes me in that passage more than anything else is something we don't see very often anymore, which is that they are fully in. They are fully committed to being part of this authentic community with each other. They're fully invested. It reminds me of a, uh, a metaphor that I like to use from time to time that uh, I borrow from the business world, um, which is the idea of having some skin in the game. And I'm an owner in a real estate investment firm, and part of my responsibility is to raise money from large Wall Street firms to invest in our real estate transactions. And so if you ever see me in a suit, chances are I'm out trying to raise money, acting like I know what I'm actually talking about. So recently, I have been uh, working on a new development here in the Fulton Market District of Chicago, and so I've been out raising money for this new venture. And over the last few weeks, I've been in serious negotiations with with what I would call my number one draft pick for um, the group that I would really like to do this deal with. And so they invited me into their boardroom and sat there um, with their entire investment committee who were just grilling me one after another after another. And there came a point in the meeting where I just knew, I felt it, I knew what the next question was going to be. And it was like, it was almost right on cue when the investment officer turns to me and says, so Darren, will you have any skin in the game? In other words, how much of my own money am I willing to invest in this deal? What they're saying is, you want us to put our money in, okay, but how much are you willing to put in side by side with us? Now, what you need to realize is they don't really care about the amount of money that I put in because whatever I put in will be peanuts compared to what they put in. 
what they really care about, that based on my own financial situation, that I'm giving an amount that is meaningful to me. Because they know when you have a meaningful amount of your own money in something, your heart is in that project. The more skin you have in a development, the more likely it is that you're going to be extremely involved, commit more time, contribute more of your energy to ensure that that investment is protected and the development is successful because you have more at stake. Makes sense, right? Well, believe it or not, I believe that the same thing holds true of the church. For the church to be a meaningful part of our life, we need to get some skin in the game. The more skin, the more of yourself you have invested in this place with your time and your money, the more skin you have in building relationships with other people in the church, the more invested you become, the more you want to be a part of it, the more you miss it when you're gone, the more you want to see God doing incredible things in this place, the more invested you are, the more meaningful your church experience becomes. And that's one of the things that strikes me about this passage in the book of Acts, because as I read about the early church, everybody is really committed. They are fully in. I mean, listen to that. It says, there was this intense sense of togetherness among all who believed. They shared all their material possessions for the benefit of others in the community and used the money to help everyone in need. They have some serious skin in the game here, both financially and in the amount of time and commitment that they have for each other. Best I can figure, there are about a thousand people who call Westridge their church home, which is an incredible testimony to what God has done around here. But the problem is that there are very few of us that have any real skin in the game. Historically, in the past years, there's only been about 20 to 25 percent of us who are giving regularly and serving regularly and have any kind of real connection to the church outside of this Sunday morning thing. But being a real estate developer, I am an eternal optimist, and so I believe. I believe that things are shifting, and I've seen signs of it. I mean, it's been, it was really cool over Labor Day weekend. We um, you know, decided to send a truck, and within 24 hours, we filled a truck, sent it down for hurricane assistance down to Houston. It was amazing to see how the church responded. Just people I had never even met before responded and, you know, right uh, doing incredible things. We have more people connected in serving or small groups than we ever have before. We have more Westridgers committed to giving on a regular basis than we ever have before. Now, I just want to be really clear about something because I'm always very hypersensitive to the idea of money ever getting in the way of our relationship with God or ever getting in the way of being part of a church. And so I just want to make it abundantly clear that nobody here cares how much money you give or don't give. Never have I ever heard one conversation or never has that ever been uttered. Nobody cares. When we talk about giving, we are talking about it in the context of our own faith and in our relationship with God 
and because we want everyone to grow in their relationship with God, God makes it very clear, and the Bible makes it very clear. Giving is very much a part of that. It's very much a part of how we grow in our faith. It's not the amount that matters. We say this all the time. It's not about equal giving. It's about equal sacrifice. And it's just like the uh, guys in that boardroom. They don't care about the amount of money that I invest. They just care that the amount of money that I invest is meaningful to me. And so we all have to come to terms with our own understanding of what God expects from me in the area of giving. And be willing to ask ourselves the tough questions and to challenge our faith to the point of asking, am I risking something by giving this amount? Am I sacrificing something? Is this an amount that really is meaningful, that changes something for me? Is this something that I'm doing that's going to help me grow in my faith? What you may not know about Westridge is that we are a volunteer-driven church with very few paid staff, and the staff that are paid aren't paid really well. And so, for instance, as the founder of Westridge, I work anywhere from five to, depending on whether I'm speaking or not, 20 hours a week for the church on the, in, in addition to my paying job. And I don't take a dime for what I do here. I, I'm strictly a volunteer because part of the philosophy of what we want to do is to be able to maximize the dollars that are given here to impact people's lives, right? To keep expenses low so that everything that the outflow is really making a difference. And the opposite is, is true, that instead my wife and I have made a decision that we're going to give a large percentage of our income that's meaningful to us to Westridge because this is the place that we're invested in. This is the place that we love. This is the place that gives us a sense of purpose and mission. We are committed to this place, and so we will always give generously with what we have. And again, if you know Westridge at all, you know that we don't ask for money. Because we have a volunteer finance team, and they make sure that everything is accountable. They make sure all the bills are paid, that expenses are down, and that the church is always afloat, so that we can always keep giving where it should be, which is between you and God. I get asked all the time, when the church hits a financial low that we need to go out and try to raise money to make sure that the bills get paid. I don't believe in that. I I believe that we will continue to stick to the biblical model of giving, which means that whatever you decide to give is not because I'm going to guilt you because we can't make our electric bill this month. What you decide to give comes from a conviction inside of you that is born out of your relationship with God. And as far as the bills getting paid, we have a 20-year history of God always pulling through for us. And we're still here. Giving is something that happens on the inside, in your heart, as a result of you just being overwhelmed by the grace of God, of his forgiveness, of what he has done for you that actually makes you want to give. And as we grow in our faith, it actually makes you want to grow, give more, which is a little crazy, but it's true. But the Bible makes it very clear that giving is very much something 
that God expects of us because it's something that builds our faith. This philosophy makes me very proud to be part of a church like Westridge. And it's been incredible to see the transformation that God is making in the hearts of people who are putting more skin in here at Westridge. And now there are so many people who are serving in the kids' ministry or the cafe or in the parking lot or giving their hard-earned money because they believe in the mission of this place. And I will make you this promise. The money that you give, the money that you invest here, will always pay incredible dividends that will last beyond the realm of this world. The danger is when we feel pretty content just to sit on the sidelines and rely on the 20 to 25% to take care of everything. And I think that it's fine to sit on the sidelines for a while and investigate and explore your faith. You just take your time. But there comes a point when we have are in a committed relationship with God and money is an issue between me and God. And it's standing in the way of my relationship with God. And so there's certain times I would say, if you're committed to Westridge, I just ask you, do I have any skin in the game here at Westridge? If this is the place that I am calling my church home, how am I invested in this place? Is this just a place where I come a couple Sunday mornings a month to feel better? Or am I really committed and trying to figure out this Christianity thing? As we grow in our relationship with God, it changes everything. It changes our view of giving, and it changes our view of the church and the significance that that has in our lives. Just listen again to those words from Acts chapter 2. I love this where it says, There was an intense sense of togetherness among all who believed. They met at each other's homes. They broke bread. They shared meals. They ate a lot together, it sounds like, with joyful and generous hearts. And this passage certainly implies to me that part of having skin in the game is being committed to having authentic community with a group of people within the context of a church. We have to become connected to the church more than just Sunday mornings. And I really believe that that looks different for everybody. I mean, take me for instance. I'm a pretty big introvert. And so the idea of being part of a small group and going walking into a group of people that I don't know, that really freaks me out. And I suddenly, and I wasn't in a group for a long time, but suddenly I realized, you know what, there's no rules about this thing. I could do this on my own terms. And so I got up the courage to ask a group of guys whom I trust to come over to my house twice a month and over a glass of wine, talk about spiritual things and our struggles and our victories and our doubts and our marriages and how we want to grow in our faith. And I got to tell you, I'm all in with that group. And I can't imagine not having that group of guys in my life now. And I believe that we're going to continue to grow in our faith as we grow closer together as a group. People ask me all the time if we have a membership here at Westridge, and the answer is no. Because I don't ever want to do anything that will exclude anybody else because they didn't sign a little piece of paper. And the truth is, the more of your time and money and giftedness that you give to a church, 
the more relevant that is than signing a piece of paper as a member. The more connected that you are, the more invested you are. And when that happens, when you become invested in a church like Westridge, you give a rip. You care about people that you know nothing about. You care about whether or not the church is reaching people who are far from God like we used to be, who were lost or hurting. You care that the church is doing well and it's healthy. You care that when you serve, it's not just filling a hole. It's making a difference in somebody's life that will last for all of eternity. You care. Do you really care enough about Westridge to call it your church home? And if you do, I would just challenge you. Dig in. Plant roots. Get connected. Get involved. Get outside your comfort zone. And make this a meaningful and important part of your life. When we put the kind of work into the church that they did in the very first church, like we read in Acts chapter 2, it changes everything. And it becomes more than just a Sunday morning thing. It becomes a home. It becomes a family. Look, here's the truth. Westridge is not for everybody. I am not naive about that. But what I would say is that if you know that this place is not right for you, go find another church. We are not in competition for people in the church business. That ain't happening. We all want you to find a church that you can thrive in, that you can grow in your faith in. But here's what I would also say is, wherever it is that you decide to go, make a commitment, dig in, plant roots. It's okay to look around and do a little church hopping, but there comes a point where you have to stop the hopping and become part of a community and come hell or high water, plan on spending the rest of your life in that place. We have to stop looking at the church as, what can I get out of it? And it's much more of, what can I do to contribute? I, I want to be able to give more than I get out of the church that I'm a part of. And I say this every birthday Sunday, that I have every intention of spending the rest of my life here at Westridge. So, you ain't getting rid of me anytime soon. This is not just like a little gig that I'm doing until the next thing comes along. I'm committed to doing life with all of you and being part of this community until the very end. And hopefully you realize very quickly that around here, we are doing the journey together. Because more than anything else, we want to make it to the very end of the narrow dirt path with our faith left intact. But we want to do it together. God did not create the church for no good reason. God created the church himself. Not me or anybody else. He made this thing up. So if you don't like this whole church thing, that's between you and him. And for that reason alone we have to take a much higher view of what this church thing is all about and the role it has in my life because it is of God. It is sacred. And here's the reality of it. The New Testament, it talks about the life of Christ in the Gospels, how he died, 
how he rose from the dead, how he ascended into heaven, and the entire rest of the New Testament of the Bible is all dedicated to how we do church. Now, if that doesn't show relevance, I don't know what does. He didn't make this whole church thing up so that we could just kind of casually attend and make it so that if it's convenient for us, then we'll make it there. He created this church thing so we make a commitment, so we become all in, fully committed, fully invested. The Bible says that the church is worth investing our lives in because at the end of the day, when the world comes to an end, the church is the only thing that will be left standing. The thing I love about this church is that in our 20-year history together, we have faced down one challenge after another, after another, after another, and we have never, ever wavered. We've had times of sorrow, and we've been through times of joy. We've danced together, and there are people among us who have died. There are times of pain. There are times when we're flying high, and there's times when we thought the whole church was going to fall apart. But through it all, God has been there. The presence of God has been in this place. And when you see how involved God has been in the history of our little church here, you can't help but be inspired by it and want to be part of it. And West Church is the most unique church that I've ever seen. Over the last 20 years of being part of West Church, I've learned a lot about what it means to be part of a church. I've learned that no matter how hard we try, we can't make it on our own. And that's primarily because God designed it that way. I've learned that we get back out of a church what we put into it. And I've learned one of the most important lessons of all, that if the church is going to make a difference in my life, then I need to be committed to being part of that community for the rest of my life. And when the tough times hit, we don't cut and run. We get each other's backs. We don't tear each other down, ever. We always seek to build each other up. We have this intense sense of togetherness as we help each other go down the narrow dirt path that leads to Jesus. And the vision is that one day we will cross that line together with our faith left intact. That's what it looks like to have authentic community. That's the church. That's Westridge. And for me, that's home.